Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of My Circus, My Monkeys. It is a crazy, chaotic time. And when we're going through our day-to-day activities, it's really easy to focus on what we need from our team members. What are they doing? And are we getting to where we need to go? Are we meeting our objectives? But today, I want to talk about how important it is to understand and meet the needs of your followers in order to be an effective supervisor and an influential leader. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Today, we're going to talk about the four basic needs of followers and why it's important for you to both understand what they are and know how to meet them if you are a supervisor. So these four things come from Gallup Research. They studied 10,000 people and found that the leaders that had the most significant impact on their employees had these four things, or rather provided these four needs. And this information was first introduced in the book Strengths-Based Leadership by Tom Rath and Barry Conchi. It's a great read if you're looking for that next book. Before we get into what those four are, I want to take a minute to talk about how this is framed. They were specifically looking for the leaders that made the most significant impact in followers' lives. They were not, or rather the the verbiage was not supervisors or managers or bosses. And I think that when we are in a supervisory role, we once, at least most of us, would like to be considered a leader. But that doesn't always happen. Because when we are overwhelmed, when we haven't properly been trained on what supervisors are supposed to actually do to be effective, we are more of a boss, more of a manager than we are a leader. And I think most of us who have taken on these roles aspire to be a motivational, an inspirational leader. And so the question is, how do we get there versus just, well, they'll do what I say to a certain degree because I'm quote unquote their supervisor and could potentially impact their raises or get them fired, etc. So there's definitely a big difference between managing and being a leader. So when we're looking at these four items, these are the kind of things that really will help elevate you from, I'm just a day-to-day person to make sure people are doing their stuff, to being a leader, taking on that leadership role. And I think one thing that Tom Rath and Barry Conchi point out in this book that is really important to understand is that it's so easy for us to not know, to not understand what the needs of our followers are, 
And that is in part because what we're quote unquote paid to do on a daily basis isn't necessarily what our team needs. And so we're going to dissect that a little bit today. We're not going to go into a lot of detail on each of the four things. We can do that in other episodes. So this particular episode doesn't turn into a mega episode. But I want to go over the basics, why it's so important, and what happens when you don't meet the needs of your followers. So without further ado, number one, trust. In a nutshell, trust is being credible. So knowing what you're talking about, not just pulling stuff out of your butt, (laughs) if you will, or making things up on the fly doing what you say you're going to do, and being predictable. And again, we're not going to go into all the subtleties of trust. I just want to make sure we understand the basics of each of these four so we can really have a discussion about why they're so important. So number two, compassion. In the data, the words most frequently used when they asked about this compassionate piece We're caring, friendship, happiness, and even love. And I think that in higher education, most of us go into this field because we are compassionate. We love people. Maybe not all people. There are definitely some people that rub us the wrong way. And, you know, on the wrong day, everyone can be irritating to us. But for the most part, we are in this Because we want to help people grow and develop. We care about them as individuals. So we kind of have a leg up on other industries in this area. Essentially, compassion, treating followers as the human beings they are versus robots or cogs in the machine to get something done and making sure people feel like they matter. They matter to the institution and what they bring to the table Is important. Number three, stability. When we're talking about stability, we're talking about being transparent, so not hiding things in this world of budget cuts and COVID and layoffs and all sorts of uncertainty. That stability piece is important. And when we, as supervisors, try to shield our team from the quote unquote bad news, or, oh, that's what they're thinking about doing, but I don't want to bum them out, we're not being transparent. And if you've worked on a campus of any size, you know how the rumor mill works, and information's going to get around one way or the other. The question is, are you being upfront about it or not? In addition, when you think about stability, it's that consistency piece. Are you being consistent what you do, what you say? Do you know where the organization is headed? And can you communicate that to your team? And again, some of the key words that people used when they were talking about stability is security, strength, and support. Okay, number four. Number four is hope. And to quote Dr. Shane Lopez, one of Gallup's senior scientists, he described hope as the belief that the future will be better than the present along with the belief that you have the power to make it so. So there's two elements that are really important. Believing that the future will be better 
So just that, that enthusiasm about the future. And right now, honestly, things are so bad. And, and I mean that from a stress perspective, from an overwhelm perspective, from a we've been, you know, it's just been the anniversary of kind of a lockdown from COVID. And so we've been doing this for over a year now. And everybody's just really, hopefully they're hopeful that we will get back to quote unquote normal, or at least the, we don't have to keep ourselves away from each other as much. So there's a little bit of intrinsic hope within that perspective, but also just because it's been going on so long, you know, maybe halfway through the year or, you know, recently that hope has suffered, but it's really about looking forward and knowing that you and your team have the ability to create a better future. And so really being aspirational about it, one of the key things to think about here, again, with, without going into great detail, is are you being reactional or proactive? Because a lot of times we're putting out fires, putting out fires, and when all you do is put out fires, followers start to interpret that as, we don't really have a plan to move forward, we're just trying to survive. And survival, of course, is important, but then we're really looking at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that survival element, which actually leads me into how these four things, when you compare it to Maslow's hierarchy, how trust, compassion, stability, and hope are actually the bottom of the pyramid. And when I say bottom, not the very bottom, because Again, the physiological needs, safety needs, those are the first two rungs on the pyramid, first two levels. And when we are just trying to survive, we need those met. And that's certainly where stability comes in, but also trust. And, and trust, compassion, stability, and hope, they're all interrelated. Because in order for you to feel stable in your job, in your organization. You need to trust in the leadership, right? If you have no trust, you're probably not going to feel very stable. You know, and if they're not very compassionate to you, if your supervisor is not compassionate, you may not trust them as much as someone who does take that time to invest in you as a person. Likewise, if you have no hope, how is that going to impact the stability you feel because you don't think the future is going to be any better? So how stable is the environment? slash institution that you work for. So these are all interrelated. But when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, on the very bottom level, you've got the physiological needs. So food, water, rest, warmth, etc. Which hopefully, you know, those are kind of a gimme, I guess, if someone has a job. Although if layoffs are on the line and people are stressed about that, they're going to be hyper-focused on, if I lose my job, how will I feed my family? How will I take care of them? Will I lose my house? So very important as well. But one rung up is safety needs, so security, safety. Then we have belongingness and love needs. So that friendship, that I appreciate you as a person and you are important to my life and what we do here. And then we have esteem needs, so that feeling of accomplishment and like I talked about before, knowing that you matter, that you contribute to what we're doing. So this all gets us to the top of the pyramid, that self-actualization, 
And so hopefully you can see if you're not meeting the trust, the compassion, the stability, the hope, people are not going to feel very secure or stable at work. And they're not going to be at that point to provide you with their best selves, that self-actualization piece, meaning they can show up and be productive and they can be creative and they can be engaged. They're not going to feel that way if you're not making sure those lower rungs of the pyramid are being met. So I mentioned engagement. These four needs directly impact your team's engagement levels. And probably you've heard quite a bit about how important engagement is when we're thinking about student success. But it is equally as important for employees. And I've done a few episodes on engagement, specifically Gallup's Q12, the 12 most important questions that they have found that impact engagement. So they've really simplified that for you as leaders, so you can, you can actively do something about it. Just like here, these are the four needs that they have found that most influences or impacts followers. So that's the great thing about Gallup is they really try to narrow down to the most important things so that you as leaders, you as supervisors, don't have to think about 20, 30, 40, 50 things that you have to balance but rather there are a few key things that you need to keep an eye on, and they are all typically interrelated. And again, just for now, I'm not going to go into all this, how all these specific Q12 questions correspond to these four items. I will do that in subsequent episodes. But know that when you're meeting these needs, you're also increasing employee engagement. And this is a strengths-based podcast. We talk a lot about strengths. We talk a lot about talents. When we as Strengths University do training, do coaching, we always use Clifton Strengths as our strengths framework because it's so important to focus on how individuals can best contribute to the group. And that includes you as a leader. Focusing on your own talents, on your own strengths is going to make you a more effective leader than trying to be everything to everyone. And all of that overlaps with what we're doing here. So when we're talking about how do you establish trust, how do you be compassionate in the workplace, how do you create that stability, and how do you inspire through hope, for us to be effective doing that as leaders, we need to view it through the lens of our talents, Because some of our talents are going to be better suited to one or more of these things. So we need to see how we can leverage those talents to be more effective in meeting the needs of our followers. Likewise, when we use a strengths-based framework with our team, by using that framework, we can help build trust, compassion, stability, and hope. So all of these things, even though I'm doing separate podcasts about them, Gallup has different articles about them, there are different books about them, it seems perhaps like a lot of information, and it is, but it's a lot of information that's very much interrelated, and when you impact one positively, you impact others positively. And the flip side of that, of course, and why this is so important is that when we don't meet the needs of our followers, productivity decreases. Our ability 
as leaders to get our objectives met to meet the needs of our students decreases because our own followers feel unstable. Maybe they don't trust us or the administration. Maybe they don't feel hopeful. And maybe they don't feel like anyone cares about them as a human. That's going to impact the bottom line, which we don't always talk about, or, or at least we don't like to talk about in higher ed, because our bottom line should be the students. But you know, in all reality, there are budgets to be contended with. Enrollment impacts how many resources we get to do our jobs. So this all goes into productivity. Engagement also impacts productivity. It also impacts retention. Retention, super important for students, but also important for employees. Because typically, when people aren't getting their needs met and they start thinking about going other places, the people that leave are typically not the people we want to leave. They're our best and our brightest who are simply just not being cared for in a way that they deserve and they feel that and they want to go someplace where they do feel like they're cared for, where it is stable, where they do trust the people they work with and they are hopeful about that future for themselves and for the institution. So when we're not meeting these needs and we're not taking the time to do that, it's not good. Well, it's not good. We're not going to be effective leaders if we can't help our team be productive, and the way to be productive is to make sure their needs are met, to make sure that they're engaged. And in large part, you can do that with a strengths-based framework. And we'll go into more specifics on each of these, trust, compassion, stability, and hope, in future episodes so you can get a better idea of how engagement directly, like what questions from that engagement survey directly applies to these and how strengths can specifically address some of these issues. Now, again, I wanted to keep this episode short, but I also wanted to let you know that we have an upcoming supervisor boot camp. It's April 1st and 2nd, and we help you understand and develop the skills you need as a supervisor to build trust, to be compassionate, to show stability, and to be hopeful with your team. It's a great investment in you as a supervisor for this reason and all the other reasons that we've talked about, maximizing productivity, increasing engagement, or increasing retention. We deal with all of these in the boot camp. It's two days virtual, April 1st and 2nd. We're having an early bird special. So you get $150 off the regular price if you sign up by this Friday, which is March 19th. But since this podcast is dropping just two days before then, I'm going to do a special discount for the podcast listeners. If you use the code MYCIRCUS, you can get $150 off right up until the boot camp. So April 30th. Ideally, sign up before then because part of what you get in the boot camp is you will be able to take the Clifton Strengths Talent Assessment and you'll get all 34 of the talent themes in order so you can see exactly what your dominant talents are. But in order to have time to do that, sign up, let's say by the 29th, so I can send you the code and you have time to do that before the workshop. But to sign up for the workshop, just go to our website. It's www.strengthsuniversity.org. And you can either, if you just go to the more tab at the top, the first thing down there will be the supervisor bootcamp. So you can just go that way. 
Or if you want to just type it all out, it's strengthsuniversity.org backslash supervisor dash boot dash camp. But again, if you use the discount code MYCIRCUS, you'll get $150 off the regular price of $4.99 up until April 29th. And again, the bootcamp is a great resource to learn a ton of stuff that you probably haven't had the opportunity to learn since supervisors don't get the training that they need. But it's also directly applicable to these four needs that we're talking about now. So just to wrap up, I've said it several times throughout the podcast, but the four basic needs are trust, compassion, stability, and hope. And you need to worry about these needs because when you don't, you're not going to get the best from your team. And when you don't get the best from your team, and same thing for you, if these met needs are not being met by your supervisor, that's a problem. You probably have a little bit less control over that. But for your own team, you have the ability to influence these things and provide it for your team. And when you do, it's going to benefit them directly, but it's also going to benefit you directly because productivity will go up, engagement will go up, and retention will go up. So win, win, win. Okay, so do I want to make this a series? We'll just go ahead and next time we'll dive into trust a little bit more. And so you can get a better idea of how this plays out on your team, what you can do to increase trust, and how some of these other things that Gallup does, like the Q12 and strengths, can positively impact the trust between you and your team. So until next week, sign up for the Supervisor Bootcamp and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkeys. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, 
contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. <laughs>